Hi everyone, and welcome to Fresh Food. I'm your host, Carlos. This podcast will help you learn more about the fresh produce that you see in your local grocery store, and hopefully set you on the path to picking the best food that suits your needs. Today's topic, peaches and nectarines. So what's the difference between a peach and a nectarine? Well, not much. Peaches have a fuzzy coating, while nectarines don't. They're, they have a smooth outside skin. Otherwise, they're mostly genetically identical, except for one gene variant, which gives the peaches its fuzz and not the nectarines. Nectarines tend to be smaller, firmer, and more aromatic than peaches in general. Both come in yellow and white varieties. The white varieties are less acidic, so they taste sweeter because of that. White peaches and nectarines are more delicate and easily bruised, which kept them from being sold in stores until the 1980s. That's when they developed some hardier varieties, and uh, they were able to withstand shipping. There's also some nutritional differences between peaches and nectarines, which I'll get into later. And they can be either clingstone or freestone. Clingstone meaning that the flesh sticks to the pit, while freestone, you can cut it and it comes right off the pit. Sometimes leaving like a, a red ring around it, which looks really nice. Peaches originally come from a region of northwest China. The specific name for peaches is Prunus persica. It belongs to the genus Prunus, which also includes the cherry, apricot, almond, and plum. And all of those are in the rose family. Those are all stone fruit, which are actually a drupe, a D-R-U-P-E. And that's a fleshy fruit with a thin skin and a central stone containing a seed. So anything like a plum, a cherry, an almond, or olive are all considered droops or a stone fruit. The peach is also classified with the almond. The inside of a peach stone resembles that of an almond. Peach stones are often used to make a cheap version of marzipan called perzipan. Until recently, it was believed that the cultivation of peaches started around 2000 BC in China, but more evidence indicates that domestication occurred as early as 6000 BC. A domesticated peach appeared very early in Japan, around 4700 BC. In India, the peach first appeared by 1700 BC, and then the first peach cultivation reached Greece around 300 BC. Peaches were well known to Romans by the first century AD, and then the peach was also brought to the Americas by Spanish explorers in the 16th century and then eventually made it to England and France in the 17th century, where it was a prized and expensive treat. The horticulturist George Minifee supposedly brought the first peaches from England to its North American colonies in the early 17th century, planting them in his estate in Virginia. Although Thomas Jefferson had peach trees in Monticello, American farmers didn't begin commercial production until the 19th century in Maryland, Delaware, Georgia, South Carolina, and finally in Virginia. So who produces the most peaches in the world? Well, that would be China. 
they produce over 14 million tons of peaches, making it easily the number one producer of peaches in the world. Number two is Spain, and they only produce 1.8 million peaches. That's a huge difference. And eventually, down at number five, we get the United States with 775,000 tons of peaches, which is no drop in the bucket, but it's nothing compared to China. So as of 2017, peaches are produced commercially in 20 states, the top four of them being California, South Carolina, Georgia, and New Jersey. Also, California supplied nearly 56% of the U.S. peach crop that year and more than 96% of processed peaches. Georgia peaches, on the other hand, account for only between 3 and 5% of the national peach crop. Approximately 96% of all nectarines produced in the United States are grown in California. In 2018, China produced 62% of the world's total of peaches and nectarines. That's a lot of peaches and nectarines. Right now, there are two types of peaches and nectarines, clingstone and freestone. Clingstone have a soft texture and a higher sugar content and are juicier than freestone. They're also the first to be harvested during the season, and they're perfect for desserts, and they're preferred for jellies, jams, and canning. Almost all canned peaches and syrup in the United States are clingstone varieties, and they're available between May and August. Freestone peaches, they have a firmer texture, a slightly lower level of juiciness than a clingstone, but their mild sugar content makes them ideal for baking because they maintain much of their firmness when heated. They're also good for canning and freezing. Uh, they're also available between May and October. In terms of varieties of peaches and nectarines, there's well over 175 uh, maybe even 200 varieties of peaches. And at any given time when you go to a store, even though they look the same on the stand, you may have two, three, four, even five different varieties of peaches at any given time. Some of them look almost exactly the same. Others uh, are bigger. Others are smaller. Some have a darker red color on the skin. But for the most part, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference just looking at the peach itself. At the end of the season, you get different varieties of peaches that are slightly bigger, like the O. Henry. An O. Henry peach is like the size of a softball, but they're usually available at the very end of the season, September and sometimes into October. If you're looking for the perfect time to buy peaches and nectarines, well, May to August are the best. Uh, there's some varieties that go into October, like I've said before, but for the most part, the middle of summer is the best for the quality of peaches. You can get imported peaches during the off-season, uh, usually between early December through January or sometimes into February, but long-distance shipping of peaches and nectarines due to uh, refrigeration and how long it takes to ship, does tend to turn the flesh mealy. And that's the last thing you want is biting into a mealy peach. It's dry. It's almost like the consistency of wet sand. And that doesn't make for a very good experience. So 
I don't really recommend off-season peaches unless you're closer to those areas. Uh, but if you're in North America and the United States, stick to buying peaches between May and September. Towards the end of the season in the United States, they will tend to get mealy also because of the longer-term refrigeration. By the time they make it to the shelf and you take it home and eat it, it won't be what you would expect in June or July. Just be aware of that when you're buying stone fruit at the end of the season. Many quality places won't carry stone fruit towards the end of the season, even though it's still available because of quality issues. A store would rather have you take home a peach that's good than take home one that's not and be disappointed. So they'd rather be out of that instead of letting you take home garbage. When it comes to storing and cleaning peaches, never wash them until you're ready to use them. Don't refrigerate them until they're uh, ripe. The last thing you want to do is put an unripe peach in the fridge. Uh, it will not ripen. It will just kind of get softer and not very good. Uh, just store them on the counter until they're ripe. When they feel kind of soft, uh, when you grab them in your palm and squeeze it, don't use your fingertips because you will dent the flesh and then make that brown. So once they're ripe, put them in the fridge and then they'll hold up for about a week or so before you start getting that mealiness. If you're keeping them on the counter, I would use a paper bag or just let it sit in the basket. Uh, it shouldn't take more than a couple of days to ripen a peach, sometimes a little bit longer, but not much. Many people say that peaches and nectarines taste better at room temperature. I prefer them cold. That's personal preference. You can do whatever you want. As long as the peach is ripe and the nectarine is ripe, eat them cold, eat them warm. It doesn't matter. It turns out that you can freeze peaches easily. Uh, the thing is, is you need to make sure that the peaches are soft and ripe before freezing. What you need to do is peel and slice the peaches and then put them into a bowl of water mixed with citric acid powder. I'm pretty sure you can find that at some grocery stores. Uh, make sure to cover the entire slices of peaches with the water solution. This will keep the peaches from turning brown until they're thawed. Then you drain all the water from the peaches before freezing. Make sure they're dry. Then you can add sugar to the peaches at this point if you want. Uh, you don't need to, but you can. Then pack the peaches in freezer bags about three quarters full. Flatten them out and then put them in the freezer flat. That should last for at least three to six months. Then you can take them out, use them in smoothies, do whatever you want. Just be prepared that if you're going to thaw them after you freeze them, they're just going to turn to mush. That's just the way the cell structure acts when uh, the water freezes inside the cells. It just destroys them, and then you go to thaw them out, and they'll just not be what you expected. So they're good for adding to food or smoothies. When it comes to nutritional value, one medium peach, about 147 grams, has 50 calories, half a gram of fat, no grams of cholesterol and sodium, and 15 grams of carbohydrates. 
It also has 13 grams of sugar, 2 grams of fiber, and 1 gram of protein. And it provides 6% of your vitamin A daily requirement and 15% of your vitamin C daily requirement. Nectarines, on the other hand, have slightly more vitamin C, potassium, and twice the amount of vitamin A than a peach. One medium nectarine, about 142 grams, has 64 calories, one and a half grams of protein, half a gram of fat, 15 grams of carbohydrates, two and a half grams of fiber, and 11.2 grams of sugar. Nectarines are also a good source of potassium and beta-carotene. So, where do the best peaches come from? Well, some people say Georgia, other people say California, North Carolina, New Jersey. The actual answer is the area closest to your location. And the reason being is that peaches that get shipped for long distances won't be nearly the same quality as peaches that are closest to you because of picking them earlier. Also, like I talked about earlier, long-term refrigeration and storage. So what you want are peaches that have been picked closest to you and have the shortest distance of travel. That's pretty much the answer. Where the best peaches come from? The area closest to you. Also, when you're picking fruit, um, especially soft fruit like peaches and nectarines, use your whole hand. Don't use your fingertips to pick a ripe fruit, like uh, avocados especially. But peaches and nectarines are even softer. You don't want to use your fingertips and like pinch them. Uh, you're just going to dent the fruit and probably just leave it for the next person. It'll cause that to turn brown, and most people don't want to buy that. So just take the fruit put it in your palm, and kind of gently squeeze it. If you feel it give a little bit, then that's ripe. Usually you can also smell the peach and nectarine. Nectarines uh, seem to be more fragrant, so they can still have a good smell even when they're less ripe. So just use feel for that. So here's the thing you may or may not know. Are peach pits poisonous? Yes. But stones, pits, or kernels of the stone fruit like apricots, cherries, and plums, and peaches do contain a compound called amygdalin, which breaks down into hydrogen cyanide when ingested. And yes, hydrogen cyanide is definitely a poison. But according to the Food Safety Hazard Handbook, Hydrogen cyanide is not a heat-stable substance and does not survive cooking, which is why you may see some recipes that call for roasted stone pit fruits. But even if you ate them raw on purpose, it would take you a lot of pits to make you sick. The National Institute of Health's database on toxic substances says that a 150-pound human can safely consume 703 milligrams of hydrogen cyanide per day before beginning to suffer any ill effects. And according to scientific analyses, raw apricot seeds contain an average of about 432 milligrams of hydrogen cyanide per ounce. And that's about 48 seeds. It would take 30 raw peach seeds to come to an ounce and contain 204 milligrams of hydrogen cyanide 
So even though you won't suffer ill effects from eating stone fruit seeds, it's just a good idea to leave them alone. Well, this concludes our episode on peaches and nectarines. I hope you found it informative and entertaining. If you'd like to contact me, you can do so at theproduceguy at freshfoodpodcast.com. That's theproduceguy at freshfoodpodcast.com. Or you can visit our website at www.freshfoodpodcast.com. That's www.freshfoodpodcast.com. And there you can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages if you want to follow us there as well. Again, thanks for joining, and I'll see you next time. <music>